Welcome to the Becoming You podcast. I'm your host, Megan, a mindset coach passionate about helping you feel empowered to be your most authentic and confident self. In these episodes, you can expect to find raw and honest solo conversations, practical tips, inspiring interviews and insights that will cover topics like self-awareness, self-development, anxiety, health, and so much more. If you're ready to take back ownership of your life and feel confident to step into who you truly are, then this podcast is for you. So let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Becoming You podcast. Today's episode is being recorded on my one year anniversary of being sober and I'm fucking celebrating myself. There was a time in my life I did not think that this would be a milestone a milestone that I would reach because I was so reliant on alcohol in so many aspects of my life that if you'd have told me five years ago that this is where I'd be, I would have probably laughed in your face. So this is a fucking achievement. I'm really proud of myself. So I wanted to do an episode to share a little bit about my backstory, my relationship with alcohol. Um, And also I asked my Instagram community to send me some questions like on this topic. And I'm really excited about that. I'm gonna jump in and answer some of those as well. So I was introduced to alcohol at a very early age. Um, I feel like this will resonate with so many people because (laughs) in the western world it's very normalized to start drinking very young so for me i was about 15 when i started going to parties you know all the things drinking in the street drinking in the park keeping it classy um and yeah just going out having fun and it was really interesting for me because we didn't have alcohol in our house my dad before i was born had a problem with alcohol and therefore didn't touch it again and never has um and that's something I'm actually incredibly proud of him for because one day he just decided he wasn't going to have a drink again and never did and it's been 30 years so I fucking love that but we were taught as kids that alcohol's bad like don't do it you know we didn't have anything we didn't have any exposure to it so naturally when you turn to a teenager and someone's telling you don't do something you're like I'm gonna do it especially if you're telling me it's wrong, I'm going to do it even more. And I was just going through doing the teenage thing, right? And I was probably drinking three to four times a week, every single week, you know, through the end of high school, through university, through my full-time work. Like there was always room to party. (laughs) There was always room to have a drink. And it became this ritual, became this thing that I did that was so ingrained in my life and so normalized that I didn't think it was a problem for me. And so I wanna touch a little bit on that, how it is so normalized for us. I think alcohol is the number one placed product in all TV and movies. We should tell you everything that you need to know, right? We are sold this idea that it's totally fine to use alcohol as a way to escape, as a way to numb, as a way to deal with our stresses, Um, We celebrate with alcohol, we grieve with alcohol, right? It is in every single facet of our life. And when you are given that from an early age and you see that, of course it becomes normalized and we see nothing wrong with it. So I didn't think that I had an issue with it. One of my um, excuses or one of my like reasonings to myself was, well, I don't drink at home on my own, right? Because we think, oh, alcoholics, they drink at home on their own, right? Like, I don't do that, I don't do that. 
And that's because my, you know, my reason for drinking was to deal with my social anxiety. Most of the time it was because I needed it in my hand. Like I needed something to make me feel better and to make me feel like I could fit in. If I was going to an event and there were lots of people going to be there, I couldn't imagine being there sober. I needed the alcohol to make me feel like I was funnier or I was more likable or just even having something in your hand, right? You'll notice this if you're out and about and you're having a conversation, you're nervous, you want to have a drink in your hand. So in 2019, I had gone to the doctor about something. I can't remember what it was, but she'd given me some antibiotics. And in the past, (laughs) antibiotics for me were like a free ride. Oh my God, how good is this? You only have to have one drink now and you get pissed. (laughs) Winning. But at this point, I kind of got a little bit more conscious about my health. I was actually starting to value my health more. I was starting to put my physical body and my, this physical vessel, I was starting to actually invest in it as opposed to try to destroy it all the time, which I'd done for so many years. So when she said to me, you can't drink on these. It is 10 days of antibiotics and you can't drink on them. You will be sick, you will be ill. And also, side note, for anyone that doesn't know, I um, have had this phobia of vomit since I was a child. So um, anything, any, any mention of something that's gonna make me vomit or something that's gonna make me sick, you know, I take it quite seriously, which is funny considering alcohol does give you hangovers. So she said this, she said, don't, don't drink on it. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take your advice. And in that 10 days, I knew I had an event. I had a birthday dinner for a friend. There were gonna be people there, a lot of people there. And I thought, I can't drink. What am I going to do? I cannot go to this event and not drink. Maybe I'm gonna have to cancel. Maybe I can't be seen there sober. And I had a little bit of a realization there. (laughs) I actually can't socialize without alcohol. And that's a fucking problem. Now I'd always known that I had anxiety, right? I'd I'd struggled with anxiety and depression for as long as I could remember. And my story to myself was that the, the alcohol helped the anxiety right? It helps me feel better. It helps me feel more relaxed, all the things. But what I realized was that, okay, now I actually can't function in these events without it. And that's a problem. I didn't want to live like that anymore. So the first question that came up when I was asking people what they wanted to know about this was what made you want to go sober, right? What made you decide to quit? And it was definitely around my health. I started to become more conscious. I actually wanted to look after this body of mine that I you know, spent so long destroying. And I actually started as well working, um, working out, working with a PT to really understand how to lift weights, how to fuel my body for strength and actually look at food in a way that was fuel for the body and nutritious as opposed to a way to punish or reward myself, right? I had this really unhealthy um, obsession or unhealthy view of both exercise and food. And I wanted to change that. So I was working really hard on going to the gym, doing all the things. And what I found was that, okay, I was eating all this good food. I was working out three times a week. And if I drank, I felt fucking awful. (laughs) So I'd go and do my Saturday morning PT session and I'd had a drink on the Friday night and I'd be like, "Mm, this does not feel good. And I thought maybe I just, I just cut that out. I just not do that anymore, right? 
And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, mm, well, if I value my health and I want to be in good shape and I want to be healthy, then alcohol for me right now isn't fitting into that. It doesn't really align. So my decision actually happened for me gradually. It wasn't that I woke up one day and said, I'm not going to drink again after, you know, drinking three, four times a week and just cold turkey. That's not how it happened. It actually was gradual. I was going on my own journey. I was going on a self-development journey, a healing journey, working through my traumas, all of the things, working on myself. And as part of that, I started to realize that alcohol was actually not serving me anymore. And I started to gradually drink less and less, right? I started to do less things that involved alcohol. So I I rarely drank before I actually decided to go sober. I don't think I've been drunk in over four years. I can't remember. (laughs) So yeah, I just wanted to point out that it wasn't that one day I woke up and just said, "I'm, I'm stopping. I'd made a decision, it was gradual, and then a year ago, I claimed that decision and said, I'm actually going to be sober. I just hadn't claimed it. And what's really interesting about that is that I knew that I wasn't really drinking anymore, right? Throughout the lockdowns, which were basically 2020 and 2021, you know, some people lent into drinking more, being at home and not really having anything to do and, and all the things. And for me, it went the opposite way as someone who never really drank that much at home, who had kind of used it as this like social crutch, that I didn't feel the need to drink. I wasn't interested in it at home and it actually worked in my favor because then coming out of it, coming out of lockdowns and back into the real world, I was like, mm, I'm not really interested in, any, in it anymore. But I still wasn't claiming my sobriety. And what I mean by that was I was still clinging on to this identity of myself. The way that I viewed myself in relation to alcohol was that if I don't say I'm sober, then it means that every now and then I can have a drink if I want to. If it's a social event that I'm going to feel really anxious at, which is basically the thought that I was having, I can just have a drink, right? That's okay. Even though I was at the point where I'm like, this doesn't really fit with me anymore. I'm not really interested. But I wasn't ready to let go of that part of me. I wasn't ready to let go of the identity associated with the drinker. Because what does that mean about me now? If I'm not this, what am I? And then I did decide to claim it. I decided that actually... I'm going to make a conscious effort and I'm not going to drink for a year, which was actually um, New Year's Eve 2022 is when I claimed it. I said, I'm not going to drink for a year, but I'd already got a three month head start. (laughs) So like, here we are. So yeah, the reason for for stopping was, was my health and so many other good things just happened from quitting. Another question I got asked was, did you experience anxiety? (laughs) I love that phrase. Um, yes, yes, so fucking much. I, my hangovers just got worse and worse and worse as time went on. Um, I do think that's an age thing. Um, I also think it's a tolerance thing. And the less that you drink, the more uh, of an impact it has on you. But the anxiety was really bad. And even if I hadn't drank too much or I hadn't done something stupid or something ridiculous, the next day I would still feel this dread, this feeling, you know, you don't feel good anyway. No one likes a hangover. And it's really funny that we do this to ourselves again and again and again, knowing full well that alcohol is literally poison. (laughs) It's actually poison. And we drink it again. And we have a hangover and we say, oh, I'm not gonna do that again. And then the next weekend or the next fortnight, we do the same thing again. And I find that really funny when I look back at my own story, my own life, 
to go, I hate this thing. This makes me feel horrible. And yet I continue to do it until the point that I didn't. And one of the reasons I did drink, like I said, was around this anxiety piece, stress. I used to have a friend that we would go and midweek usually, we'd text each other and be like, oh, it's been such a stressful day at work. Oh, I can't deal with it. And we'd go and have a couple of glasses of wine after work. And it was a, a way of dealing with our stress, AKA escaping the problem and not dealing with the problems head on. For me, now looking back, I know how much that drinking was just a way for me to escape my feelings and for me to not actually deal with the problems in my life and not take accountability and responsibility for it. It was a lot easier to get drunk, right? And vent, which, you know, you should have a vent and that's great, but it was a lot easier for me to do that than it was to actually address the fucking problem at hand. And I wasn't ready at that point to be able to go inwards and be like, can you deal with your own problems without alcohol, right? It was a lot easier for me to get drunk in order to attend an event with all these people than it was for me to say, why do I feel this anxiety in the first place? What has gone on for me? What happened in my childhood or what happened in my teenage years or whatever that led me to feel so fucking anxious and inferior and not good enough in the company of other people that I feel like I need to be drunk in order to socialize? Why do I feel so judged all the time? Because really it's a reflection of myself, right? The answer to that question was the fear of everybody else judging me was actually a projection of my own judgment for myself because I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel good enough. So I would use alcohol as a way to inhibit these feelings. And I was listening to a podcast, actually, it was um, the Huberman Lab podcast where he was talking about alcohol and I really recommend that episode Um, because there have been studies. There have been studies about the impacts on the brain, impacts on the body in general, But for someone who drinks, I think it's seven standard drinks a week, which could be like two nights, two nights out. It literally will change your baseline cortisol level when you do that. So people that are drinking because it relieves their stress, right? Or it helps with their anxiety or whatever it is that we tell ourselves. What it's actually doing is when you drink it regularly, it's increasing your baseline cortisol level, the stress hormone, even when you're not drinking. So the more you drink, the more stressed you feel, the more you drink, the cycle continues. And I listened to that, it was this year, so I was obviously already sober, but one, it made so much fucking sense to me. And two, it just cemented my decision because it's literally changing your brain chemistry and it's actually having the reverse impact of what you think it's doing when it comes to relaxing, relieving stress, all the things. Because one of the other things it does is doesn't allow you to have proper sleep. So when you drink, you can't get into a deep sleep. You wake up feeling awful. Sleep's so fucking important for the body, right? I mean, I am actually running on low sleep today and I am not feeling great. it's, It's funny, I actually feel like I have a hangover without the alcohol. When we don't get sufficient sleep, we can't rest and recover and our cells can't regenerate and all the things. So every time you drink and you're not getting into that deep sleep, it's actually impacting the brain in that way as well. Another question that came through was, what is the most challenging aspect of your decision? And I had to think about this one because again, it wasn't just like a off the cuff decision that I was gonna stop, it was gradual. And so I've had a lot of time to, I suppose, think about the impact that it has on my life or think about why I'm not doing it. 
So I'd actually say that the most challenging aspect of the decision to be, to claim my sobriety, right? To say, I don't drink, was the identity shift within myself, was being able to let go of that version of me to step into something else. Like, who am I if I'm not? What will I do if I don't do this? What will my friends think? Like, how's this gonna play out? I was having to grieve an identity that no longer existed within me. And it also challenged some relationships. When I made this decision to stop drinking, and probably before this year actually, so when I'd like sort of stopped stop drinking as much, had these realizations about these relationships in my life that were based on, and the foundation was alcohol. And everything that we did involved alcohol. And I wondered why I felt so anxious and unable to imagine a life without alcohol because that's all there was. So I was actually looking through some messages with one of my ex-boyfriends the other day. Um, and in them I'd said, I just, I'm done. Like, I don't want to drink anymore. This was 2019. The messages were along the lines of, I just, I'm sick of this. I'm fucking sick of it. I don't want to do this anymore. And he said to me, well, let's just like not drink for a while. Let's just be sober. We can do that, like whatever. And my response was, it just feels so hard. I don't think I can do that because honestly, everything involves alcohol. And I feel a little bit sad for that version of me that believed that to be true, that that's all I had in my life. You go to work five days a week, it's stressful, it's toxic, it was where I worked. So you get drunk on a Friday night with work people, you have fun, then you go and meet your friends on the weekend and it's some kind of celebration, a birthday, some kind of party, it's whatever, and you're drinking again. It's a celebration for somebody, you're drinking again. You go for a picnic in the park, but you're drinking. Every single facet of my life had alcohol in it. And I did nothing outside of that. So I actually had to start to find communities, different networks of people, that that wasn't the sole focus of the thing. So when I learned that some of these relationships were built on this, I actually decided they weren't in alignment for me anymore. And I left. And that's hard. And that's one of the reasons that holds people back. Because we think, well, what am I going to do? because I'm not gonna have friends, right? Someone also asked me, and I fucking love this question, what's the best part about being sober? What's the best thing? And honestly, the best thing for me is having such clarity in my life. I'm no longer clouded. I'm no longer experiencing those days where you just can't function because you're so hungover. You miss out on things because you're you chose what you did last night, right? You chose to do that thing and then it impacts the next day, the next day. I mean, sometimes three, four days, right? Where you're not on form. You've got brain fog. You can't think clearly. Your body doesn't feel good. I retain so much water. It's actually really interesting that the pictures of me where I was drinking a lot, on my body, I didn't. it didn't seem like I, there was much difference, but on my face... I was honestly like holding so much water in my body and toxins, obviously. My skin is clearer. I am generally more healthy because I'm not poisoning my body on a regular basis. I just feel like there's so many things that I never would have gotten into or discovered if I hadn't have given up alcohol. And not necessarily because I couldn't do the thing but because alcohol was the thing that was allowing me to stay comfortable and not address my shit. It was a thing that was allowing me to avoid 
facing, what I needed to work through in order to grow. So if I chose comfort, if I chose to stay in that, I would not be where I am today. So that's not to say that other people can't have alcohol in their lives and still be on this personal development journey, right? It's not to say that you can't do breath work or meditation or be part of these networks and still drink. Of course you can. And I'm not speaking about anybody else's experience but my own. But for my own point of view, I know that I wouldn't have done these things because it allowed me to stay small. And there's nothing that I've regretted by not having a drink. And don't get me wrong, that it's not always just easy. It's not all light. Even though I'd made the decision already that I gradually stopped drinking, it wasn't really a part of my like day-to-day life anymore. When I claimed it, it felt like a different level. It felt like, okay, now you've got no choice. Before, you had the option, maybe you could dabble in, you know, here and there. But now you've claimed it, that's a commitment to yourself and you can't go back on that. You've committed to it. This is a piece around self-discipline, which I'm massive on when it comes to our values. Health is one of my top values because without health, you've got nothing. If you are sick, you've got nothing. So even when it comes to going to the gym, when it comes to eating certain foods, when I lack motivation to go to the gym, it's not that that gets me there. It's not motivation that gets me there. It's discipline and understanding my why. There's a reason I go to the gym three times a week and I've committed to that because I value my physical health. I want longevity. I want to live a long and happy life. I want to be mobile for a long period of time. So it's not about the one session that I can't be asked to go to, which does happen. (laughs) It's about what that feeds into. It's about the why. So there are times when I see people out at the pub or whatever, I'm walking past and they've got a bottle of wine and a nice white wine on a sunny day or a beer And I'm like, a part of me goes, I crave that. I would love that right now. I'd love a glass of white wine. And then another part of me kicks in and says, yeah, and then what? Right? You know that you're not going to have more than one because you don't want to get drunk because you don't like the feeling of being drunk. I do not like the feeling of being drunk. Alcohol actually makes me feel horrid now. And I don't mean like you have a hangover, that's very normal. We all do that when we drink too much. I mean, I have one glass, because the last drink I ever had was one glass of Prosecco. And immediately I felt awful. I felt tired, I had a headache, I felt, oh, my energy was drained. It just did not react to me well. So when I see that glass of wine and I'm like, oh, I could I could go a bit of that, I, could, I want that. I think about, well, what that actually entails and what comes from that. And whether that decision aligns with who I am now. And for me, it's not worth it. For me, that one glass of wine is going to give me joy or it's going to give me something in the present moment is going to be immediately lost in what I feel physically and what I feel mentally about that decision. So for me, it's like a no-brainer now. doesn't mean that it's easy. For the most part, don't think about it, not bothered, doesn't cross my mind. But there are times it does. There are times, and I've cried. There are times I have literally walked past someone or I've had this thought or something really big has happened 
right? Really challenging. And I've wanted to go and have a drink. And I've cried about the fact that like, that's what I'm thinking that I want to do, knowing I can't do that. And it's not from a place of like, oh, you can't, like I'm not allowing myself or it's a punishment. It's like, no, this is the reward. The drinking is the punishment for me. The drinking is the thing that is not going to serve me anymore. So the sobriety is the reward. And so sometimes I have to remind myself of that. Another question that I got was, do you feel left out at social events? And the answer to that is no, for two reasons. One, I don't go to many social events anymore that are full of people drinking alcohol. And that could just be me, but I feel like when I started on this um, self-development journey and I've really been tapping into you know my health, I'm very much into ocean dips and breath work and meditation, all the things. My circle of friends, my network, it isn't surrounded like around that stuff. So it's not often that I am in those situations anyway. But if I am, I still don't feel left out because these days, actually, you can find a lot of like non-alcoholic options. And I get so excited when I go to like a bar or a restaurant and they've got like non-alcoholic beers or they've got like mocktails. They've got like, I think I went to a place the other day and they did a non-alcoholic Prosecco and it came in the glass, came in the Prosecco glass. And I was like, oh, like, I love this. It looks like I'm drinking it, but I'm not. And I think that's becoming more and more of a thing now that people are choosing not to drink or they're choosing to drink less. And places are wanting to actually facilitate that and like have space for that. The last question I want to touch on, and I think it's a fucking massive one, was someone saying, I want to give up alcohol, but everything I do with my friends involves alcohol. And I know I've kind of touched on this in my own story, but... It's so common and I fucking see you because it can be really hard when you're in that situation to be like, well, what do I do? And first of all, I want to say, if you are in a group of friends that when you decide that you're going to stop drinking, they can't deal with that. They have something to say about it. They have something negative to fucking add to that conversation. Get new friends. Get new friends. They are projecting their own insecurities their own issues around alcohol onto you and fuck that right and that might might sound really cut and dry but I'm at a place in my life now where the people in my life the the friends that I have support me and I support them so if you want to do something that's good for you then they should be all in they should be like yes go for your life love that for you whatever and if it's any other response than that I've been asking yourself some questions about who you're surrounding yourself with. Also, look for different things that you can do, different hobbies that you can have, different places you can go to meet people where it's not centered around alcohol. What do you enjoy doing? What do you like doing outside of going for dinner or going for drinks? Because then you're going to find other people that are like-minded that are also not drinking. Like I have quite a few friends now that also don't drink. And even when I'm with people who do drink, it's I don't feel any pressure. Environment is so important, right? We, we are the product of the, the top five people we spend the most time with. So this is a really good time to have a life audit to see what's going on there. And when you're in this situation and you are wanting to quit or you want to even take a break from drinking, you've got to ask yourself why. You have to be really connected to your why. 
if the why is, oh, because I feel like I should, maybe, or like, oh, I need to, I need to, it's not a strong enough why, and that's when you'll get pressured by other people, or you'll make excuses about like, oh, why maybe you can't stop drinking right now. You'll be swayed in other directions by other people because you're not clear in your why. So if you want to stop, if you want to have a break, just even limit your alcohol intake, get really clear on what the reason behind that is. What are your values and does it align? Is usually like a really good place to start. Then if you decide that's what you want to do and you are out with friends and you feel a little bit awkward when you're not drinking, honestly, hot tip, get your, I don't know, whatever you're going to have, a lime and soda or whatever in a short glass. So it looks like you're having alcohol. Now I'm all for being authentic and I'm all for standing in your truth. But sometimes at the beginning of our journey, when we're struggling with it ourselves, right, when we're actually struggling with the concept ourselves, we have to make things a little bit easier for ourselves and comfortable for ourselves. And so that's something that I did in the beginning is when I'm out and about, I would put whatever drink I was having in a shorter glass so that it looked like it was the same. But like I said, there are many places now that have literally non-alcoholic beers. You can be holding a bottle of beer in your hand. No one's going to fucking know the difference. A lot of this comes down to our own judgment of self, what we're thinking, other people are thinking. And truly, whether we believe that we can do this ourselves anyway, right? The question of, oh, but can I really go without? And the answer is yes. From my experience, you can. From someone who drank and drank and drank and thought that it would never stop, who's now sober, and I don't think I will drink again, and I don't like to speak in extremes, and I don't like to say never, I don't like to use those words, but right now, it feels like the right decision for me is to not drink again, and that might change at some point in my life, right? Something might happen, or I might be like, you know what, I allow myself to have a drink on occasion when I'm celebrating. That might change. It's possible that that happens. And I'm open and I'm flexible to what's going to feel right for me. And it feels like the best choice because honestly, I've never been happier or healthier in my life than I am right now. And I've never been smashing so many goals or doing so many things or feeling so fucking good about myself. So I feel like that's probably a good reason to to stick it out. So they were all the questions that I had come through. And I'm going to leave it there. I just wanted to share a little bit of my journey. I wanted to answer some questions on the topic. And if anything resonated with you from what I was speaking about, please reach out to me. If you're on this journey yourself and you're looking for some support, again, reach out. I'm here to encourage. I like love when people are standing in their truth, doing their thing, regardless of what society says or what other people say is right. Like, you fucking do you. So... As always, my DMs are open. Please send me a message if this resonated with you. And if you do happen to listen and love this episode, please share it on your Instagram and tag me, Megan Scully underscore. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you would share it on your Instagram and tag me at Megan Scully underscore. Until next time, my love. 